Whoa! <laughs> Whoa, don't die. Okay, let's hope this is working, first of all. Second of all, bear with me. This is an important one, um, if I can do it right. And also let us know if you can hear us, because we just had some technical difficulties. I promise I'm not plugging the Friday show. What's up, Midnight Tokers, Afternoon Inhalers, and AM Hookah Smokers? This is the AM Hookah Podcast. Um, I am your normally, like, one of two hosts, but now I'm, like, one of two hosts, but I'm the other host. Um, I'm Adrian, and join with me is um, not, not Matt. Matt, where's Matt? Who are you? Matt's in the woods. He got lost. He went looking <laughs> for Sasquatch, or I don't know, I heard him mentioning... Uh, Loch Ness monster, but like I thought that thing was in the water, but he was by trees. So, yeah, you know, I don't even know. Tracks. All right, so Bracken, do you have chat up? I actually can't monitor chat from where I am right now. Um, so let's make sure that yep. sound is good. Normally we preview this stuff, but today Adrian Hunter is the one monitoring the show, which is weird. Normally we use a different program. We couldn't get it to work. So we're using this. So if you're ever watching on Twitch, you can't watch it on Twitch today. I'm so sorry. Uh, I think we will re-upload Twitch so it's in our video library though. That said, um, what's going on everybody? Bracken, you want to really quickly shout out everybody in the chat while I make sure the notes are lined up properly? Edge Gaming's Akeem Young. We've got Dr. Noobstoss with the Meeps. We've got Derek Moses, who is still fighting Nightbot to this day. It is going to be a battle of the Titans, and we shall see who wins. <laughs> Spoiler alert, we control Nightbot, so Derek, if you really want to win, hit us up. We've got B. Lou. He's coming in with the pots and pans. You know, I don't know what, uh, what the bowls and the plates have done to pit them off, but he only talks about pots and pans. Uh, let's see who else is in here. We've got Cap Wetbeard, as always. We've got Diamond Roberts. Maggie Salter, and that's Perfect. about it right now. You know, hey, if you watching, drop a like. Just do it. Drop a like right now. Let us know. If you don't like it, don't like it. But, you know, you like it because you're here. That's a fact. Um, okay, so hopefully my stress doesn't show through too much because I am incredibly stressed. Also, if video quality doesn't, isn't in sync, I apologize. It should be. But I'm, I'm seeing some issues here and pretending to be on Matt. Bracken, let's start here. How the hell are you, man? I am doing wonderful. How are you? I'm good. I'm chilling. Um, my blood pressure is probably way higher than it should be um, for my age and temperament, but that's fine because hopefully we can get through the show without it being too awful. Um, what are you? We're here to have fun. We've got the podcast going. We got our fam in the chat spamming it. Cam just came in. Ariel, my wife's in there. We got lots of people. So we're here to have some fun and talk about some stuff. Beautiful. Um, everyone, let us know what you're smoking in the chat. Also, let us know if the, uh, the audio and visuals out of sync, because I think it might be. Um, and that may be something we have to deal with today, unfortunately. Bracken, what's in your bowl, dude? In my bowl right now. For those of you who want to know, hit that exclamation point. Smoke in the chat. Let Nightbot spoil the fun. I'm smoking Tangier's Pumpkin. It's a favorite flavor of mine. I smoke it straight. Uh, earlier, I mixed it. Uh, I, I smoked it through a pipe that was dirty with uh, uh, the new peppermint shake from Trifecta, mm -hmm. and it was tasty, so I'm definitely going to uh, be mixing those in a future bowl. Outstanding. Um, what's, your, what's your setup? I don't know if I caught that. I'm trying to monitor everything at once, because you, are who are our producer at this point, um, can't really produce I 
So don't worry about the chat. I got you. Right now I'm smoking out of my Regal Melek, the King. It's the dark wood. I think they call it nut wood. I just got it on one of those OG jar bases. I think they're simple. They're clean. They're sexy. I've got the the Bob Barker hose that I like to call it. The long slid D hose. Simple. I mean, aluminum D hose. I love it. I love it. It's great. Beautiful. I am smoking. Um, actually, if you type in exclamation point, what is what is even our keyword? Exclamation point something. It's in the uh, description. Normally, Matt plugs. Exclamation points. People are spamming it already. They know. Stellar. They spoiled the Stellar. Fire. Well, I'll go through my whole setup for you guys as usual because that's what we do over here on the Amber Podcast. Um, Matt Pear, white. What the fuck else is new, right? Um, I've got an 80 feet. This is actually going to be a uh, 80 feet Gen 3 bowl, just regular 80 feet, not an 80 80 year resurrection. Provost on top. More on that in a little bit. And uh, I'm smoking Alfacher Trifoot Force. So 33% of grapefruit, blueberry, and mint. And it's smoking very well. Um, that's what we're smoking. Okay, so today, we had a few things we kind of wanted to talk about. We um, This is going to be an interesting episode, because obviously the one who is responsible for running it isn't running it. And we wanted to kind of um, find some interesting stuff to talk about without exhausting any of the topics for the rest of this entire series, or this, um, what's the word for it? Season. Because we have some guests coming up. Yeah, season three. Ooh, season three. Cheers, cheers. Super excited. You guys have been killing it. We're going to continue to slay. And we are going to be talking about a few little uh, kind of tips, tricks, hacks, ways that we use certain hardware in the hookah world that maybe isn't necessarily the way the producer has intended it to be used, um, as well as a few other things, maybe a little callback to a show that some of you may have caught last Friday. Um, that said... Um, I also want to talk to Bracken a little bit about his experience with producing the show so far. I hope you're cool with that, man. Let's talk. All right, cool. And I think maybe I would like to just dive in to uh, some topical stuff, if that makes sense, and see if we can get a conversation going natively from there, because there's some interesting things I've seen popping up. Um, obviously, you were there for the uh, technical difficulties episode last Friday, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But um, there were some people with some questions on um, why are you using a provost on foil? And that got me thinking, okay, there's a lot of people doing a lot of things that maybe aren't completely intuitive and maybe um, not everyone in the community knows all about just yet. And one of those things I wanted to bring up, maybe you've heard of, maybe you haven't, maybe you guys in chat have heard of this, but um, Phoenix on foil. Phoenix on foil. Oh, you mean this thing right here? The Phoenix? Mm -hmm. Here it is, guys. For you who don't know what the Phoenix is, this is an American-made product, and it is an HMD. Its claim to fame is that that is dirty. I won't show you the bottom of that. It says too late. Claim to fame is that it has the center spire, so you put your charcoal around it, and no ash will get into the bowl, contaminating the flavor, the taste, anything like that. So they were one of the first people to do that. Did not have the holes directly on the bottom and bring it to the American mm -hmm. market, and. Yeah, so what do we want to talk about with this today? Putting it on foil? Yeah, I want to talk about why, because obviously I think putting that on foil might be something that came from putting the Provost on foil. Maybe that's where that came from. But obviously, um, talking about the Phoenix, obviously what the Phoenix is for anyone who doesn't know, is it's a heat manager device. And the biggest difference between the Phoenix and something like, say, the Lotus or the, uh, what, what is it, the MIG Razor, a lot of the Ottoman, um, what do they call that, the Ignis? These are all heat management devices that use a vent system, which the uh, Phoenix does not. 
It actually is made out of one block of 6061 T6 aluminum, which for all of you who care, it's actually the aluminum that they use to make uh, spaceships and some aircraft out of. Um, so it's obviously solid aluminum, kind of interesting information. I don't know if it really matters so much, but um, that's intended to be used like a lotus, right? You put it right on the bowl, no foil, and you cook your shisha that way. But um, one thing that I thought was interesting and something that maybe we could talk about a little bit, among other things, is that people have started to foil their bowl, poke holes, and then put that on top of it. Have you seen anybody doing that on any of the Facebook groups or any of the uh, platforms that people like to post about yeah. stuff? People definitely do that. And I would agree with you 100% that this whole uh, putting foil on a bowl and then putting a heat management device on top of the foil kind of, I, I mean, I kind of blame the provost because it was an accident. People, someone just did it and it worked and it worked very well. And so people have been trying it across the board to see if they can kind of simulate, duplicate, uh, and improve on the results. I know that if you talk to some of the people in the chat, like Derek, for example, not a big fan of, of some of the quality of the material used in some of the products, mm -hmm. but the Phoenix is made out of solid block. It's solid cut. It's one piece. There's no screws on yep. the bottom. It's one piece of, um, and so as you can see, I have been using it with no foil. Um, I have not had any uh, any experience with it on foil, uh, but people do it. I know uh, Bob, Bob the man who likes to collect all the hookahs out of uh, out of Dallas. He he uh, he does it with just foil underneath. I know sometimes uh, Paul will do it, um, ma mainly to see if it works, but also to keep the bottom clean. I know some people really enjoy uh, keeping that pristine look on yeah. the bottom. You know, as you can. see, there's some carbonite, like it's definitely there, and it would take some work to uh, work in elbow, work in a lot of elbow grease to just kind of you know scrape that off. And there's a little uh, tip to cleaning HMDs like that that I'll get into. It's a trick I actually picked up from Jeremy from over at Hookah Uni. Uh, he he taught it to me after he gifted me a, a stone bowl over in Chicago. But um, what's interesting is so people started to use this like the provost, right? And um, obviously, I think some of the pluses to doing that is. What happens with the provost, I think, is it kind of traps the heat and it creates an even heat profile around where the provost makes contact with the foil and making contact with the tobacco. So I think it's the same idea there is what's going on. Uh, my question is, is, does it actually work better than just foil and coal or does it work better than using just a Phoenix? I guess a question I have for you personally and everyone in chat has maybe used it is, um, have you used the Phoenix without foil? And what have your results been? Because mine have been like super mixed I find that I have to pack my bowl completely different to get the Phoenix to work. Yeah, I mean, digging into the chat, uh, Derek Moses has already commented he loves to use his Phoenix on foil. Yeah. Um, if you don't know who Derek Moses is, check him out. Shameless plug. He makes these awesome leather hoses. Uh, it is a great way to just kind of add that touch of luxury to your session in a very simple way. You know, just a custom leather-wrapped hose. A lot of people are into them. He loves it. He does it. Um, let's see. Anybody else in the chat? Be, ha, have y'all been using the the Phoenix on foil? We'd love to hear your feedback and find out what our community that's hiding out in the chat is doing. Also, I'd like to call out. I can't even remember who just said it, but someone saw that I put we're going to be making fun of Matt, obviously, because he's not here. Um, and since we're doing three shows a week now, um, we're going to have four shows without Matt in a row, which is kind of weird. We had uh, the last game cast, which was me. I did technical difficulties. We're doing this with me and Bracken, obviously, and the game cast is going to be me again. But I saw someone say that he looks like a dollar store Casey Neistat, which is like probably the funniest thing I've ever heard. 
Because he definitely has the... It looks like a dog. <laughs> you know who Casey Neistat is? Are you saying Matt? Yeah, are you saying Matt looks like That's Casey That's what someone Neistat? in chat said, which I almost can see. That's pretty funny. We'll have to get him some uh, some Ray-Bans to, uh, to throw on. Yeah, with the uh, paint that Casey Neistat puts on it and chips off. Yeah, so, I mean, t- talking about it, you know, Derek, he's saying he's had great sessions with his Phoenix on foil, but when it comes to the Phoenix without foil, he has not had uh, a good sessions with it, uh, as well as um, <clears throat> Jeremy. Jeremy says Phoenix on the foil is personally not for me. Uh, that That is – that's that's really what it comes down to. And, and every single aspect of, I think, something we're going to talk about today is there is that huge factor of – what is your personal preference? Mm-hmm. You know, so what we're saying is not like set in stone. It's not, you know, it's not, uh, it's not the law. It's just what right. we do. So Wayne, Wayne mentioned that uh, when you use the Phoenix, you have to change the height of the pack and, and not change the way that you pack. So that's interesting. Um, Something that kind of, you know, is frustrating for me is that learning curve. And some people really enjoy that learning curve when you, like, get a new product and uh, and you want to use it. So, I mean, I know I grew up using the Lotus. Uh, the OG Lotus, I pre-ordered it. I had it. I loved it. You know, if you have one, you know, you put that directly on your bowl, no foil underneath, and it works. Um, y'all talked about it last week on the podcast with Zach Kimchi. If you guys didn't catch that, be sure to check it out on YouTube. Uh, and watch that replay. I know that y'all spend a, a lot of good time talking about that and the improvements with the OnePlus, as well as the new iteration with the Lotus 2 that, in my opinion, looks like an ice cream. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah pretty much. So, But, um, okay, so this is obviously trying to segue off of using, because that's something that we can all do. Um, I choose not to because I like my promos quite a bit, and I feel that I can... Uh, alter my pack a little bit less and get the same session with the Provost every time. But I, you were actually just showing how dirty the bottom of your Provost is. How do you clean your HMDs is my question to you. All right. So my OG Lotus, it looks a little bit cleaner than this. Uh, and I just have a pretty simple method. Uh, our, the plates that we have in my house have a small divot in them. And it's just enough so that I can fill it with water and I can put my HMD in there. Not when it's hot. I let it cool off, and it's literally just kind of sits the bottom part in water. And I'll come back to it the next day with some steel wool or a wire brush, and I'll just rub it off, scrub it off. It'll come right off, uh, no problem. But I want to hear about the trick that you just mentioned earlier that Jeremy taught you uh, from Hookah University. Let's okay, so I was hanging out at the Hookah University frat house, the um, the Airbnb we all had, and Jeremy started to clean. I think it was his Lotus that he was cleaning. And this works on the Phoenix. Every HMD I've tried this on, it works very well. Anything you would use without foil. You get a lot of gunk built up on the bottom. So he straight up grabbed, I think you can use any cube, but he used a superior cocoa. And he used it as basically a bristle pad and cleaned off the bottom of his HMD using a coal. And um, I looked at him like, because I thought he was insane. It was getting darker, obviously, because the coal's rubbing off on it. And the whole thing looks jet black when he's done. But when he rinsed it off, it was just completely clean. It was probably the most wild thing I've ever seen, and I had never heard of it up to that point. So maybe... He got the coal wet, and he just used it as a scrubber. Exactly. He just used it to scrub it down. And I don't know what it is about coal that does that. Maybe it's just abrasive in all the right ways or something, but it worked really well. And um, that's a really easy kind of hack. Yeah, people use charcoal and everything now. They're like, oh, my toothpaste and my water and my cocktails and 
I'm like, ah, no, no, no. Use it to filter, and that's it. Maybe to I'll, I'll use charcoal to keep my my hookah, and that's about it. <laughs> now speaking of foil, because obviously we use HMDs on foil, but um, a lot of us use some people, especially back in the day, would use two layers of regular ass foil. Just whatever foil you buy at the store, and you double layer it. And I think we've all moved on to using heavy duty foil which is kind of the norm, I feel like, one layer of heavy-duty foil. But some people, I know that you're one of them, have actually moved on to, like, a new tier of foil. Yeah. So, interesting enough, uh, at the grocery store, when I was first getting into it, they were sold out of heavy-duty foil. And I was really just anti-regular strength foil because it rips so easily. Uh, I just wasn't a fan. Um, and so what they had was something called super heavy-duty. And at the time, that was, like, the top-tier thickness foil-wise. They'd done some rebranding. And now they call it Pitmaster's Choice. So this is the foil that I use on every single bowl that I pack, regardless of what it is. If it's got foil, it's this. And the reason I do that is because this foil uh, is thicker than regular, just kind of heavy-duty foil. Um, so that's kind of like my secret. I really – I got hooked onto it. I, I smoke a lot of Tangiers. And so Tangiers, as you know, can be slightly temperature-sensitive. Uh, once you get it, you got it, and it's good. Uh, but this made it a lot easier for me to not only control the temperature in my bowl, but it's so thick that uh, it's easier to it's easier to foil the bowl. Mm -hmm. It's easier to get it drum tight, and it stays drum tight. So if I put my provost on it, if I put charcoal on it, if I'm using something else, we'll talk about later, like a tray, like a a, a coal tray or an H, like one of these things. It doesn't sag because it's like it's just so strong, mm -hmm. uh, and this is Pitmaster's choice. I, I put all my friends onto it. Uh, if you're in my inner circle of hookah buddies, you know this is what I use, and, and a lot of them have adopted it. Um, Adrian, I would have, have you ever used this foil during the uh, Chicago Hookah Expo, uh, the uh, Chicago Hookah Meetup? That's mm -hmm. all we used actually. I think the guys from HUNI brought over a bunch of Pitmaster's choice, and we used a crap load of it. I mm -hmm. think we went through like two or three rolls. Of just that foil. So I would definitely recommend not only you, Adrian, but anybody watching. Like, I'm not sponsored. Reynolds, you want to hit us up? Sponsors, let us know. Uh -huh. Reynolds, right, this foil is this foil. It's just foil. I mean, when it comes down to it, it's just tin foil. But really, it's just the little things. And you notice it when you pack a bowl every day. Um, I, I would definitely recommend it. Give it a try. If uh, if you don't like it, let me know. I'll buy it off you. <laughs> Where can you get it? Can you buy that? I can't find it in my store. Is that like an Amazon-only thing? Where can you pick that stuff up? I can buy it on Amazon. They have the subscribe and save. So if you use one roll a month, you can get a new roll every month and save a little bit on your subscription. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I just order mine. I'm an Amazon Prime member. It gets delivered to my front door, free shipping. Uh, and I always keep an extra one on stock. So when I, I have this one, it's uh, about 80% used. When I, when I start using the other one, I'm going to order two more. And uh, I'm just going to keep it because I love it. Uh, you know, Derek Derek says he just picked it up recently, and it is next level. It seriously is. Now, is foil uh, just getting thicker and, at this it, point? Because it seems like every few years the foil we use is either thicker or we use more of it. And you think that's probably like the apex of the foil game? Honestly, Adrian, I've been using this, this brand, this thickness of foil for four and a half wow. years. I didn't even know it existed. So, so, Yeah, I found it on accident. It used to be called Super Strength Heavy Duty, and they did, like, some rebranding so they could appeal to, like, the barbecuers in the world. 
whatever it is, it, it, they it increased to like a dollar fifty or something from the old stuff. But like I've been using it for years and I love it, and it has never let me down when it comes to tinfoil. Uh, I, I, when I run out and I have these regular foil, it I hate it. <laughs> it just sucks. I'm like, oh my gosh, I need I need my foil. <laughs> so so I don't know. Maybe maybe thicker. Maybe it'll get to the point where we're just gonna go back know, to all these using, extremes. Like, yeah, we're gonna go back to high quality screens. You know, when you first got started and they included that little crappy piece of metal that will rust in five mm -hmm. minutes. Who knows? Maybe. Hey, you know what? You want to mill some of that, CNC some of that out of a quality material, you might be on to something. Right. Yeah, that's pretty it's pretty interesting how thick foil has gotten. But I'm in the vein of talking about like weird shit that we use as hookah smokers. We I've actually picked up a few products over the last little while myself, and some of them aren't as intuitive to use um, as I would like. And one of those is the ST bowl. Do you actually have an ST bowl? I have an ST bowl. Uh, what do they call it on Hoopy Uni? They call it the flower pot bowl. Yeah, and that's exactly what it looks like. Let me see the inside of yours really quick. I do not. I use mine super regular, but I don't even bother trying to remove this char line, actually, because I always smoke double apple out of it. Um, but speaking of little weird shit you can do to kind of improve. I don't think I should because I found it kind of difficult to pack. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I kind of gave up on it. Um, I don't know if you or anybody else out there has any tips or tricks on that, but as you can see, I think I've used this like two or three times. Uh, I enjoyed it, but, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it looks cool. It feels cool. I don't have anything that, that looks like this in my collection. Uh, and it was pretty cool. This was a freebie that I got from the guys at Skyhook Distribution when I purchased my DSH Heavy. That's pretty sweet because it's um, like a 20 $25 so bowl. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. You know, it's got some cool, it's got some cool prints on the side, and I, I still can't figure out what that one is. I think it might be a it soccer is. ball. It's, it's like a, I don't it's know for um, the World Cup or something. I think for soccer. I don't follow soccer very carefully. But what I wanted to get to is, I oh. found a way. What am I looking at? Playing soccer. I didn't realize that until you said he's a soccer. Yeah, man. Learn every day. Yeah, man. I have this, and what this is is it's just a little piece of silicon tubing, and it's been how I packed this bowl exclusively. Um, so obviously the spire is like stupid recessed. If I want to touch the top of the spire, that's how far into the bowl my finger goes, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So when you're packing it, you can have issues. What I actually do, and this sucks for anyone watching this on the podcasting forums if you're listening to it, so what I'm holding is a bowl that looks very much like a flower pot. And um, I have this little piece of silicon. If you actually stick it down into the spire, um, and this actually is the perfect size. I don't know what the measurement is. Maybe I'll have to get it and let everyone know. But I'll make the bowl look like this. And then I'll pack around this little piece of silicon tubing. And when I'm done, I'll make sure the... I do a slight overpack when I'm using double apple always. And then I'll kind of edge it, pull it out, and foil it that way. Every time I use it this way, I get like a two-hour session with a flacker double apple out of this bowl. And I think it's just because of how insanely thick the bowl is. It carries heat very well. It holds it for a long time. I don't even remove it with my bare hands after the session. I have to let it sit for a few minutes. Does it compare um, in heat retention to like a stone bowl from Brandon George? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say that... Obviously, like the stone bowl I have is the stone fit, so I use it with an HMD. I would say that this bowl is best used with just coal. Um, but as far as like heat retention, 
I would say it definitely gets as hot and holds as much heat as a stone bowl, but the entire bowl gets to that temperature. Like, the bottom of the bowl is very hot when you get it up to the temperature that I like to smoke at, at least. So, I would definitely say yes, but I would say don't take it off like you would take a stone bowl off at the end of a session, because you're going to burn your fingers. Burn your hand. PSA, don't burn your hand. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm going to have to try that. Uh, maybe I'll use a... Uh... An extra poke, like foil poker or one of these B2 mouth tips and see if it'll fit. Yeah. I don't know if the B... I don't think the B2 mouth tips will fit. Just to give you an example. Too big. Um, this is the B2 mouth tip versus the soft touch silicone mouth tip or the regular silicone mouth tip. Okay. So you have to get one a little smaller. Go to a hardware store. Just buy like a half foot and clip it. Um, but mainly this was... Right. Yeah. This was all to get to one point. Like all of this was really to shill to the ultimate point of what I wanted to get into before we start talking about something that happened on um, technical difficulties. And that is the, uh, how do you pronounce the name of the new hookah John hookah? Soeka? S-A-C-A, Soeka. Um, that's how I, I don't know if that's right. I think So right. I think someone in this room may actually have gotten one early, one of the earlier models, and I was wondering if you couldn't get some first impressions and talk a little bit about the hookah, because I know that Hookah John is going to be doing the full release very shortly, and that's the hookah rate uh, right there. In my screen, yeah, here it is. This is the Saoka from John, and uh, I enjoy it. First impressions, okay, so it's... Um, if anybody out there owns a neural host, it weighs like the entire pipe itself with the hat, with the tray and the bowl board and the grommet and the diffuser. The whole thing weighs like about the same as the handle. So it's a super lightweight handle. Um, and I, I do apologize. I did not do my proper research. So I can't tell you the exact grade of aluminum. It's 6061 T6. It's the same thing that the Phoenix is actually made out of. Yeah. Okay. So it's the exact same as the Phoenix. Um, yeah, and it has the knurling, so it looks very similar to the handle. Um, but let's dive into first impressions. I've been smoking this for about three or four days straight. I think I got it on Friday, uh, so about four days. And I, um, I'm impressed. There are a lot of things that I like and a few things that I'm like, eh, about. Um, but, you know, we'll start from the top, uh, the bull port. It's, um, it looks very similar to the curvature on, like, the newer Regals. Um, and so for me, like, that's something I look at is how it's going to hold my bowl on there. Sometimes if it's too, uh, if it's got too like much of a curve on there, it'll just kind of shoot the bowl right now. With, you basically um, need to use a mod grommet on that, right? Because of the shape of it. You probably can't get away with an Egyptian. Uh, I think it really depends on the bowl that you're okay. using. So if the bowl you're using has a smaller hole, you might be able to, on the bottom where it attaches, you might be able to get away with it. But I've been using a mod grommet on my 80 feet bowl and the other bowls that I have, my stone bowl, stuff like that. And it is working pretty well. Um, and, yeah, so it attaches right there. The ashtray is a pretty is pretty cool. Um, I like that it's, when it screws in. Uh, that's I like that. It's very sturdy. Like, uh, it doesn't wobble. It doesn't, it doesn't spin on its own once you kind of tighten it down. And then a cool feature that it has are... Uh, these ridges they're they're it's kind of got a nice little texture right here on the tray and the reason John did that was so that if you're somebody who is taking coals off of your bowl and resting them on the tray you can put them here 
uh, and they won't black out. So a very similar feature to, uh, let's say, the B2 tray, where they have the, the cutout piece that sits on top mm -hmm. of the tray and kind of allows airflow 360, or some of the trays from Brazil that have the mesh uh, texture in the inside. So yeah, you can put your coals on there and it will black out a little bit. I mean, it is what it is when you put a coal down on a, on a surface where there's no airflow, it will black out, but it won't black out as much uh, as if you just put it on here or like in a cam tray or something yeah. like that. So I enjoy that. Um, it's pretty flat as you can see. So it's got a, it's got a nice diameter on it. So I don't really have struggle with the coals falling off of my bowl because I use a provost so often, yeah. but um, I can imagine that this would do a fairly good job of, of making sure the coals aren't bouncing off onto the carpet or anything. There like is that. one thing I'm noticing uh, moving down, that when you move that around, yeah, there is, a, is that the purge ball I'm hearing moving around when you move that? That thing's got to be loud when you purge that, right? It has a distinctive noise that uh, what I'll do is promotion. Go check us out on Facebook. Follow us. Subscribe. Like us on Facebook. We'll get a video posted in the next couple days showing it being smoked and purged so that you can get a real-life kind of visual on what it looks like. Uh, and you'll understand what I mean when I say it has a unique sound. Um, you've got the knurling going down. This is very similar texture uh, and structure to the knurl hose. Um, fun fact, you can, you can substitute your knurl hose handle for this part of the down stem. And it'll make it a little bit taller, add, add the black texture to it. Uh, moving down into the bowl port right here, this part just kind of screws out. Oh my gosh, I really put it in there, didn't I? Oh, I think I, I think I got a little, uh, a little aggressive. Oh man, spinning don't it. Don't cross there. thread things. Yeah, let me. Check this out. Don't huh? cross thread it. No, I didn't. I didn't cross thread it. I just, uh, I just don't know what happened. I. I, I must have really tightened it in there. So that comes out. Uh, embarrassing. Hello, live. Everything can go wrong, will go wrong. Um, um, so, yeah, that comes out. And then you have the invisible purge. So this is where the where it purges out of. Um, and then you have your downstem. So this is what it looks the like. Downstem's the downstem is one purge. piece, right? I mean, one piece with the heart. So, no. The downstem unscrews, and it comes out. Now, I got a question uh, for you. And then you have the... Yeah, with the up? down stem, when you thread it, does it thread up through the heart and then you thread? It does. So it, does. it shares a design uh, uh, factor uh, with the, uh, show me the top of the heart really quick. So, so the top no. of the heart is a male. This is interesting. You keep talking. It's a male. This is a male. That's how it attaches. It just screws on like that. Um, and then the down stem will insert into the heart and then it screws on like so. Uh, it's solid. Uh, it's not going to come out. Uh, one thing I love about this Duca, though my favorite feature right now, the thing I love most is this diffuser. This thing freaking works, and it works well. It does not impede the airflow. Um, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't restrict it, and it's not noisy. It's not like one of those diffusers that's just there and you can still hear it. This is quiet enough for me, and so I like how it attaches. Right, so. Oh man, dropping everything. It attaches just straight onto the downstem with the O-rings, um, and so you get a you get a pretty snug fit every time. Uh, you just kind of twist it as you put it on, and it's there. It's not going to go anywhere. It's not going to fall off on accident. Mm -hmm. And 
and that's how it connects. So if you're not a if you're not a diffuser person, you can easily take Which it. Which is weird if you're not, because uh, and I think then, it just almost objectively improves the session, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. So next part, this piece actually goes up into the down stem, and so you may be wondering how do you access the purge ball? Uh, well, similar concept with the O-ring and the attachment of the diffuser. The heart is two parts, uh, an inner and an outer portion, and uh, it just comes right out like so. I'm going to set that down here. So this is the actual, and I just washed this earlier, so it is a little bit damp inside. This is the actual inside of the heart. So this is where your down stem is going to go in and connect to the heart. Uh, if I can get it on there. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it connects just right like that. And that's noisy. I'm so sorry. Let me. Yeah, that's not that's not so that this, bad actually. This is how it connects. And uh, it's cool because it'll hold this piece into it. So part of the deal with the pre-release was this part of the hookah was supposed to be a surprise color that is not this color. So um, you have your. I'm gonna plug this so the ball bearing doesn't fall out. This is the part that connects to the hose port right there. So that, that little lipped piece inserts into there and it, it'll make the seal. And then this hole actually houses your ball bearing, uh, your little BB, so that it will uh, be the diffuser. And so how that works is when you diffuse it, it pushes the ball bearing straight up into the invisible chamber here. Uh, and then it will disperse all the way around. Uh, from what I'm told, the uh, MSRP product will I mean the, the the full product ready to, to sell at full price will come with a plastic BB yeah and so that for me is going to be really awesome uh, like I said this has a very unique noise uh, it, it almost has a bouncing effect so right. there are going to be people who like it there are people who do not like it um, and, you know really that's just gonna be a matter of uh, personal preference something I wanted to point uh, out that I noticed about that pipe when I was asking you if the uh, downstem actually screwed through the heart, are you familiar with the Aviator? I have never owned one. Seen not one a stellar one. hookah. It's fine for the price point that John sold it at at one point, which was like eighty bucks for stem and tray. Um, originally they wanted one ninety, which is way too much for the hookah. But one thing I noticed is that there were some similarities, and it seems like John really, if you use this in any way as a uh, inspiration for it, they fixed all the bad stuff. This also has an invisible purge. Um, these two holes right here where it comes out. But it's common chambered. And something that a lot of people know about the aviator is actually the downstem goes up through the heart and into the upstem. So, like, you have to unscrew okay. the upstem like that. And then you can take out the downstem. But it's pretty clunky. And I was really afraid that the Soeka or the Saoka would have that same it stands, problem. It stands for Santa Ana, Orange County, California. That's how I yeah. remember it. But I am glad to see uh, that he improved on some stuff. Because um, I was I was a little yeah, afraid it, it would be a lot like the Aviator, but that doesn't look to be the case. I'll say this, man. I uh, I enjoy a decently open pipe. Uh, I enjoy Regals, DSHs, and V2s. That's my favorite. I think that with the draw, the way that it functions and smokes, uh, this fits right up there with them as far as draw and performance. The purge is, um, it works. I like it. I don't have to add a secondary purge ball to it. Mm -hmm. I mean, a secondary uh, 
diffuser to it, which is nice. Uh, sometimes I throw a diffuser on my DSH or my B2 because I want it to be just a little bit quieter. Um, and so I'm really, I'm a big fan. The only thing I don't like right now is the purge. But like I said, that's a personal preference thing. Some people are going to like it and some people are not. And that's just fine. I'm going to get a plastic BB from John here pretty That'll soon. That'll probably cut back on the noise um, quite a bit, which I think might I, be a problem. I believe it will. And I'm excited. Also, it'll make it easier. I mean, it's not a difficult purge. Uh, but you can tell that there is a purge ball with substantial weight yeah. uh, in, in that smoke chamber. So, um, yeah, I, I was lucky enough to – I'm so sorry. Pick one of these up for uh, 190 John was selling them at a promo price because they didn't come out exactly how I wanted it. Right here, it has the Hookah John name on it. I don't know if you can see that. Uh, but uh, the real model is supposedly going to have a Saoka right here and then Hookah John on the tray. So I was okay with that. And uh, the, the inner part is supposed to be a secret color. So I think he uh, has actually released the secret color. Um, he's done it on lives. Well, if he has, if he has, if you don't know it, Go check him go. out. I don't want to. I don't want to. There we go. Yeah, if you want to know, you gotta know from John. This is John's the guy that releases that stuff. Yeah. So this is the Saoka, and uh, I'm still putting it through the paces. And uh, I don't know if this is the best pipe ever made. I don't know if this is my favorite pipe ever made. And I don't know if this is gonna be my daily pipe that I use by choice. But I will tell you that it is a pipe that works. Um. And I think, I don't know, as far as John's standards go, just throw it in there. This pipe, you can just throw it in there, and this will get you what you need. And I'm not upset. I, I really enjoy it. Um, I don't have that many drawbacks from it. And, uh, and, yeah, I'm excited. Very cool. Well, that's awesome. I'm glad you picked one up on that pre-release because Matt and I missed the ball on that one. We, I was thinking about picking one up for purposes of showing it off on the show. But our producer having one is almost as good. In fact, I would say it's just about as good. Um, but that's pretty sweet. Yeah, and I don't the ball bearing. So, oh yeah, there we go. Have fun with that, Brad. Did you lose the ball bearing? I think I just lost. That's no good. Time now. You're gonna have to get a plastic one manually. It's all right. It's all good. Oh, found it. Perfect. I'm glad you didn't lose it. So moving on a little bit because we talked about the ST bowl and the uh, so Soeka. So I'm never gonna pronounce that the way I'm supposed to. Um, but I wanted to talk a little bit. I think we spoke about it on a previous um, podcast, maybe the first episode of season three. I'm not actually sure if we had or not. But have you? Do you have any experience with the Eclipse line from Nirvana? I did not uh, receive any samples or win any of those. I know that Anastasia on the, the Hookah Lounge was giving uh, giving some samples away. Unfortunately. I was not cool enough to get one, and that's all right. <laughs> Feelings hurt, but what Adrian? Because I know for a fact that you got it. Yeah, I, I have some. Um, it wasn't really enough to put it through testing, and Matt, I think, received a full sample size. Um, so here's the thing. I got mine through a uh, friend, a contact, we'll say. Matt's experience is the one I'm going to go off of because I think Matt tried pretty hard to make it work. But one thing Matt noticed is that the flavors were super syrupy and it was quite difficult to get good flavor while not burning the tobacco. And it was difficult to get decent clouds while not charring the shit out of the tobacco. And I think this, I've heard some mixed reviews, but that's something I kind of wanted to point out a little bit for anyone who's maybe thinking about picking up some Eclipse. Because I've also heard from guys, a lot of the Hukashisha guys actually say that it's pretty good stuff. Um, which kind of gives me 
because um, I, I didn't have a good experience. It kind of makes me feel a little bit weird because I trust the guys from over at Hookadash Shisha. Also, they're not selling it currently, which means um, I don't think they've got any like personal interest in trying to push the product. But I don't know how, how many batches yeah. they've released. But that stuff doesn't well, smoke very well. Anastasia, Anastasia does the social media for uh, Nirvana, and she's in like all the Facebook pages. She mentioned a couple days ago, actually, that uh, they might have noticed that there was something wrong with the, some of the batches that they sent out. Um, and that's like kind of something that they were owning up to um, and acknowledging that people who received those free samples or those gifts might have gotten a bad batch, which is never really something you want to hear with a brand new product coming out. You know, oh, hey, first release, hey, sorry, that was a bad batch. It's kind of like, you know, how how, how is that bad? You know, but... That's neither here nor there. Uh, but she did say that if you did receive some uh, and you think it wasn't good, that you need to reach out to her uh, because they would be able to uh, replace it with something that they would that they would consider up to their standards. Yeah. Uh, something that they would I, be proud of you. Smoking. I'm seeing in chat that um, she's definitely sending new batches. And Derek says they sent out old batches rather than new which would obviously be an issue because I didn't hear a whole lot about the Eclipse line before it coming out. But that's something I just wanted to kind of briefly touch lightly throughout this podcast because yeah. it is an issue. Um, it's something that got a lot of hype as soon as it came out, and then that died pretty immediately if you're paying any attention to the Facebook Lives and stuff. Um, so that's pretty interesting. Um, I think I will probably pick up a, a full package of it just to really put it through and test it. I have heard from some people that if you dry it out and cut it, which I think is too much work to make a tobacco work, I think if you have to do that to get a good session, then maybe it's not the best tobacco. Um, but I have heard that cutting, drying it, and packing a certain way does fix it. Although when you pay for tobacco by the gram and you're drying it out, you are um, stealing money from yourself. Yeah, that never made sense to me to hear, oh, the best way to take this is to dry it out. I'm like, all right, then I need a refund on the, what, the you know, why uh, you, you charge me on this for the weight. Yeah. And I'm giving some of that weight up so that it could smoke well. Yeah, that's maybe you know take an extra, take an extra month and dry dry it in the factory, you know. Yeah, and then work, you know. I, I think know. they really pushed to get out get it out before the new year, right? Because I think that's a pretty common business practice, especially. I think a lot of the fiscal years for these for these uh, producers in the hookah realm actually follow suit with the uh, new year. So I think they were really trying to push it out before the new year. If I had to take a guess, that's mm -hmm. what was going on there. Who knows? But it could be good. Maybe it, some some intern could have been in charge, yeah. and he was texting, or he had a new girlfriend or a boyfriend, and he was distracted, or she was distracted. <laughs> and, you know, you never, you never you never know these things, you know. And let, we'll, we'll give we'll give them a, a, a fair shot if, when they send out all this new stuff. Uh, for those of you guys watching us, we would love some real time feedback on our Facebook page. Uh, you know, if you're if you're packing some new Nirvana clips and you're loving it. Uh, post a video, do do a quick little shout out. Tell us what it is, how you're doing it, what you're smoking it in, the bowl, the heat, the pack, all that fun stuff. Let us know uh, because you know if if it's a good product and it was just an accidental mishap, let's hear about it. You know, let's make sure that you know good quality products are the ones that are succeeding um, because you know that's better for the industry. Um, Edge Game, I gave them. Hold on, let me read a comment here from Edge Games. That is Caleb. Um, do yourself a favor and actually try it before you make an assumption. I'm not sure who he's referring to. I think the only person who hasn't tried it here is you. I have not tried it. You know, I've heard people like it. I've heard people not like it. And I've heard people who represent 
Nirvana say, "Hey, that was bad. Let's let's get you, let's get you some new new." Uh, I don't know. I appreciate that. You know, I think that's something that is comforting as a consumer. Yeah, it seems like they're trying um, to repair the issue, which I think is like the most important thing. They're acknowledging fault and saying we're going to fix it because what what happened wasn't what we wanted. And I really appreciate that, especially in light of some of the things that happened in 2018 with certain brands or online vendors <clears throat> who just kind of disappeared after doing stuff that was wrong. Um, you know, it, it shows good faith that they're saying, hey, you know, let's 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 do this right. And uh, let's, you know, let's take care of the, the customer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, moving on um from that because i think that's all we need to talk on that i don't really want to dig too deep into it because if it was just a case for me and matt who actually received a proper sample from um anastasia if it was a case of bad batch let's give it a second because i know ugly had a very bad batch and now i feel like he's trying to repair it and maybe some of the bad press is stopping that but his new stuff i think is awesome i actually am currently keeping ugly in my regular rotation because i enjoy the current batch um, but I'd like to move on a little bit and talk about another little kind of side product for just a second and then move on to a big question we got over on technical difficulties. But it's something that you have that I'm actually not even familiar with. And I think it's called the Amira Cole Screen. Yeah. yeah, we were talking about HMDs and, the, and, and leading into us talking about the Provost. You know, there are a lot of options out there that that aren't kind of like this top tier full package HMD, as you will, as you'll, you know, bear with me, we'll call these kinds of products, a, 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 a you know, the full package HMD, you know, it's metal, it's got a lid, a handle, that, that sort of thing. There are, there are things that you can use out there if you are wanting to maybe try and do something different from just having your full, the foil and the poles. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the products are, you know, these are the two products that I have right here. Obviously, this is a new one. I haven't used this one, but I have one that I use. Um, and then this is the product that Adrian was actually talking about. This is a coal tray. Um, and a lot of the OGs, they, they know about this. They use it. Um, you might have seen it in this in this setup. You might see this setup online. This is kind of what they call, I don't know if it's called a bro hood or, or if that's a brand or, or, or something. But uh, this is how it comes. It's got, you know, this is the part that will sit on the bowl. Obviously, I don't have the bowl that it's made for, but I didn't buy it for this. I, I bought it for the tray. Um, and so, you know, what I'll end up doing is, is, uh, if I'm really trying to like, uh, if I'm trying to pack a bowl of Tangiers and I really want to buzz, uh, sometimes I feel like I can get a better buzz out of my Tangiers. Um, if I, the closer I can get my charcoal to the tinfoil and that may sound silly and that may just be all in my head, but, um, uh, when you use a device like the, uh, flavor saver, you know, it's very simple. It is what it is. You just put it on top of the foil and you put the coals right on top of it. That is what it is. The only purpose this serves is to add distance between the coals and the foil. So you're not going to have to worry about uh, burning your bowl or shocking it or anything like that. Uh, I, I think a lot of us are, are familiar with heat management and, and stuff like that. So it's not necessarily an issue, but this can make it a little bit easier. Say you've got a new bowl that's a little smaller than you're used to or uh, you're not quite sure. This gets the job done, but this also serves the exact same purpose. You, you just drop this right on top of the foil. Uh, and, and you put your coals right in there. I like this. This is this is a, a preference to me because uh, it has these little lips around the edges, and your coals aren't going to fall mm -hmm. off. So when I was using, I was uh, testing out some of those uh, hexagon coals, uh, the long cylinders from. I think they were golden. Yeah, those deserts. are golden desert. Uh, I enjoyed them. I know golden desert and cocoa earth. I think make them. 
Uh, I enjoyed them. Uh, only problem I had was later in the session when they're burning down, sometimes they'll roll off, and that can be dangerous if you have carbon. Yeah. Also, real quick, I just kind of uh, I did just get a confirmation from Caleb about what he was talking about, and he wasn't throwing shade. So thank you, Caleb, for reiterating. I got personal DM me. Okay. DM me. Slide in the DMs. Thank you, Cactus Man. One Cactus Boy. Yeah, this just has this just has this lip on the edge. So if it you know, nothing's gonna fall off on accident, now you can knock it over. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's gonna fall. But yeah, this is a pretty cool little uh, device. It's it's a lot cheaper than a Provost. It's a lot cheaper than a Lotus or a Phoenix or a Mig Razor or a Starbucks Nar or a Insert HMD mm-hmm. here. Right? It's a lot cheaper. Uh, it could work for you. If you're looking to try something out, hey, these are kind of like little t- tips and tricks that I use. This right here, I don't necessarily use on my bowl. But what I found the best use for this, and, you know, no shade thrown on John and his product. It's a very simple product, and it's super cheap. I put this in my coal carrier, and it keeps my coals from blacking out. Yeah. And to me, that's totally, that's totally worth the $5 it costs to buy. I just do this. Right. Oh, you got the you got the ash, ash mountain, in there. Yeah, just bury the coals. Okay, so I tend to throw my ash out because like I'm clumsy and I'll drop my my coal carrier when it's empty, or I'll knock it over and ash will go everywhere. And I've already cleaned up like like enough ash to fill a couple urns. But this helps me just put it straight on there, and you just put the coals on there, and it does the same thing. It it keeps it from blacking out. I really enjoy it, and it's super simple and just like a fun little trick. So. You yeah, know, now you can pick up flavor savers for like not ten dollars a piece, which is the original MSRP, which I think is a little bit high for a device like that. Um, but the Hoopy John came down with the price, so I think it's a much better product at that price point. At this point, for yeah. anyone who hasn't seen it, um, the first episode of something we call Technical Difficulties aired last Friday, and it's a live show we do going over like super niche little things in the hookah world of how you prepare your sessions. Um, to give you an example, the first one was really basic because I wanted to keep it simple. It was um, Alfacker in an 80 feet resurrection bowl using the Provost. And we got a question that I thought I thought was a pretty good question, actually. And it was from um, Robert, or Bobaro, um, as some people call him. And it was, the fuck are you using a Provost on foil for? Which I think is a pretty good question for anyone because I think a lot of us kind of just assume everyone knows when maybe not everyone knows about that. Um, but I think we actually have almost, I think everyone in this chat, maybe hold for Bobaro, has moved to using the Provost on foil. And we've alluded to that a few times. I'm doing it now. Bracken, are you using a Provost on foil right now? I sure am. I freaking love this product. I think that if. If you can afford it, if you're looking to experiment, if you're trying to figure out a way to kind of make it easier to smoke, this is like, oh man, I, I recommend this to everybody who, who doesn't have to. Yeah, so because now here's the thing. It's so fucking simple. How would you go about going through an entire session utilizing a provost on foil? Because there's a lot of things that I think are missed kind of in the crossfire when people are talking about, oh yeah, I just put the provost on foil. Like a lot of us, like I just actually made the transition from a crooked lid to a flat lid um, as the session goes on. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have one for demonstration purposes that you're not using right now? Yeah, so I think we'll kind of show one off just in case someone in the chat, uh, obviously for those of us, those of y'all listening to us after the fact or, or audio only, check us out on YouTube so that you can see this. 
Uh, maybe we'll post a picture on the Instagram or the Facebook page that you can go and check out. But what the Provost essentially is was a device manufactured to fit an apple on top bowl uh, in a sense that you can replace the tin foil on the bowl because the structure of the bowl, it was not a bowl that was very easy to foil. Um, it was very round. It didn't have a lip that the foil could grab onto. Uh, it was wrapped in silicone so that you could grab it. It was a metal bowl. So the original was the tray. This is what started it all was the apple on top tray. Uh, that that looks bowl, fresh. As you can see there, Look at the this has oh, never wow. been used. Yeah, so I'll explain why in a minute. So this this was the original product. It would it would actually attach to the, the the actual bowl itself with this with this middle pin, and you could rotate your coals and lift them off. And it was a really cool way of uh, in, improving those little crappy metal trays with the with the with the lips that they send out. So then they decided, okay, people want to use a wind cover. With, but they can't because it's got a handle. So the next iteration, and this one is broken. Uh, I've got the one that actually right here. This is what the lid looks like. All right. So this in itself is the Apple on top provost in itself. This is the heat management system. It is a tray and lid combination. Uh, this part swivels. And so what that allows you to do is uh, kind of customize and control the airflow. Uh, to the coals, as well as maybe oven in the heat a little bit, let it breathe a little bit, so on and so forth. And then, lo and behold, someone accidentally, maybe it's just by a stroke of luck, or you know, uh, maybe uh, maybe they were just experimenting like Derek was doing with his Algemol B2 the other night. <laughs> Somebody put this on top of a foiled bowl. They just threw it on top, and it worked. And it worked so good that now, to this day, I think a majority of the enthusiasts out there. Are aware of this or use this and uh it's it's pretty awesome <laughs> so there's a way that we all do you know do you have different ways that you adjust the lid for when you start your session versus as you go through your session because i feel like there's like maybe four different main ways to use the lid and um i think we've all kind of moved to doing it that way or a lot of us have i have actually a video over on pipe dream hoop of going through how to do that but um are you do you know about that do you use that or do you just put the lid on and have your session yeah, I put the lid on or I take the lid off and I rotate it to affect it. But I know what you're hinting at and I'm going to let you dive into that. But for me, uh, I put the coals on and I put the lid on and I get the bowl going and then I take it off uh, as um, as I need to and put it back on. when it starts I'm going to do off. something bad and show what I mean using this provost that is very hot. Um, we'll see. Do you want me to do it? Nope, nope. I've already pulled this off and I want to do this because I feel like there's a risk factor of burning myself and I want that. Okay, so anything for the exactly. So this is the provost, obviously with coals in it. Normally the coals are much larger. Now I don't think there's much use to just putting yeah. your provost on the foil with no lid on. Um, you have to really add way too much heat for it to work. So what a lot of people think of as like the first mode of using a provost is if you had a coal to crick it on, which I don't. You can kind of leave it on the leaf like this and let it set on the coal. And that's how a lot of people start their sessions. I like to go hotter, so normally I will leave it inside the bowl like this, resting on a coal kind of prick like that. But it usually start there, you move to doing it like this. And this is mostly for Bulbaro or Robert who's asking about it. And then um, as you go through the session, you can finally drop it off completely onto the bowl like that. And uh, that's just something that it's really simple. It's actually, um, you can do it however you want. You don't actually have to do it that way. 
but it's something I just wanted to kind of allude to because I know that Robert was asking questions about it over on technical difficulties, and I did want to kind of get into how we do that. Yeah. And now I. This it's is pretty hard. cool. A lot of people, they'll do the they'll do the edging the, on the on the on the leaf or they'll they'll tilt it. You know, there's a, I think Travis Leader um, did a kind of pretty pretty well articulated video photo uh, how to over on the Hookah University page. Um, I'm not sure if there's one similar on THL, but uh, definitely check that out if you are interested. Um, but yeah, I mean, it works. A lot of people like them. And, uh... So we are closing towards getting kind of close to the end of the show. And um, what I'd like to do, this is something I wanted to do earlier in the show. Obviously, if you can't tell, I am actually incredibly stressed trying to manage all this because this is normally Matt's job. And I'm not super great at it just yet. Um, I don't know that I need to be because Matt's normally here to run this. But I wanted to kind of talk with you a little bit, Bracken, about producing the show. Maybe a little bit about yourself. Um, because this is your second time on the show. This is your first time on the show as a producer. And you are kind of a big part of the podcast now. Um, so it doesn't look like we have any yeah. questions typed up for you because I uh, ended up having to put the show together really quickly when I got back. We actually spent an hour, Bracken and I, putting the show together because um, we weren't really sure what we were going to do. We don't want to go over any of the topics we have planned for the rest of the season. We have some guests. We have some not guest shows. Um, this one wasn't as heavily promoted for that reason. But, Bracken, if I were to ask you yeah, to tell me up? a little bit about yourself and who you are in your personal life, would that be too vague or yeah. could you do that? I could try. So, uh, I, like you said, I've been on the show before, and uh, you know, if you if you were able to, if you were around in the podcast during that time, uh, check it out. Learn learn about my product, Pack Mats. But uh, now, uh, Adrian and Matt have brought me on the show as a more administrative producer role, and I have never been more excited. I always have been messaging them and talking to them in the back channels fun ways to cross-pollinate, to improve interaction, kind of ways to improve the show, just fun stuff like that. And, uh, uh, and, and, and now I'm, I'm on the team and it's pretty exciting. Uh, in my personal life, you know, I'm just a dude from Texas. I, now I live in Florida. Uh, you know, just like to consider myself just a good old boy. You know, I'm, I'm loyal, honest. I smoke hookah. I love it. I'm a Tangiers fanboy. You can't convince me otherwise. I've been that way since I found Dark Plum uh, in my early stages of smoking. One of my buddies packed it in a uh, an Elmas with a Turkish hoe, and it was like, what is this? What am I smoking? You know, it was like OG status, man. It was in a Crown Micro, one coal bowl. If you know what those are, shout out to you. You <laughs> have been around. If you don't, unfortunately, Crown does not make bowls anymore, and Which you missed out. Maybe you can find one floating around. Great, great glass bowls um, and a unique design that maybe we'll see pop up in the future. Um, who knows? Uh, but yeah, that's that's really what got me hooked, man. That's what got me hooked is the finding the community on Reddit when Reddit used to be um, uh, the community of my choice, um, and just kind of you know getting onto the what do they call them tiny chats? I don't know if that's still the name of it, but that was the thing back in the day. It's like a chat room, very similar to like a Google Hangouts or something. So you just hop on and you just smoke and just, you know, kind of talk crap with everybody there, see what's new, see what's not new, uh, you know, kind of spill the tea, as they say, uh, 
with people about hookah products. And, you know, I just fell in love with it. Uh, I've always, I've always liked it. I've always enjoyed it. Uh, and my favorite is just to smoke with people and talk about life. So finding the podcast was pretty cool. Cause that's what y'all yeah. do. Y'all smoke and talk and I'm like, you know, I can get behind this. <laughs> awesome, man. Um, so how have you liked it so far? And this is more of a personal question for me to you than it is for podcast content. But uh, how have you liked working and seeing with that with the with a garbage fire the back end of the Ambuka podcast is? <laughs> I wouldn't even call it garbage fire. It's fun. It's uh, it's very grassroots, and and you're starting off with with you know bare bones team, and we're like, hey, let's uh, let's get the ball rolling. So it's it's been a lot of fun, been a lot of challenge to kind of think past the consumer, mm-hmm. uh, the person who tunes in on a Monday. Uh, and try and realize, oh, there's more to this than just being entertained. And so I've really, really enjoyed that. You know, there's like, there's just like a little bit more behind it, you know, and, and as much fun as it is to just sit back, relax, smoke a bowl and, and listen to you guys talk about whatever it is you guys are talking about. Uh, and it was awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm reading here in the chat, you know, Big Vinny, he said he remembers Hookah Pro and Tiny Hats back in the day, good times. Tiny chat, not tiny hats. That's funny. Tiny hats. Don't steal my name. Trademark. Copyright. Um, yeah, Hookah Pro was was uh, was one of those sites, you know, back in the forum days. So it's pretty cool to see this new medium of a hookah podcast mm-hmm. and content and trying to make it relevant, trying to make it uh, uh, appealing and engaging. It's been a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed it. Yep. That's, well, that's good to hear. I'm glad because um, obviously, you know, none of us are making any money on this. So it's just purely, we like to do it. Also, I've said this before, I'm kind of an attention whore, so I want to be on camera. But um, thank you personally for Is that why you're screaming? That's exactly why. Uh, (laughs) But no, thank you for coming out and helping us do this. Um, It's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. This this season should be awesome. I love feedback. So everybody out there in the chat, this is now geared towards Uh-oh. you. Help me do my job better. Send me a message. Let me know what you're thinking. Uh, and and let's let's get some real feedback from you guys. You know, I'd love to open the dialogue and 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 uh, and hear your thoughts. If you want to post them on the Facebook page, I'll see them. If you want to send it to me in a DM, I'll probably see them. <laughs> um, yeah. Let me so I have, before we set it, sort of close the show down, I do have a question. This is directed at you, chat. Hey, chat, pay attention to this. Look at the screen. Me, look at me. Um, I have a question for you guys on a, a way that we could maybe expand the content that we're doing. And my question is, would you like it if we started to do some, kept it hookah-centric maybe, but did some topics that weren't necessarily hookah-centric and implemented them into the show? Um, you can let us know here on the Facebook or wherever, but I am interested as to whether or not people are interested in that, um, because as, as fun as talking about hookah over and over again is, um, I just want to make sure this content is exactly what everyone wants to be watching, and um, for the most part, I'm happy to sit here and talk about hookah, but if there's anything other people would like to discuss, we are open to doing that as well. Obviously, it's still going to be a hookah podcast, but I wanted to put that out there now, because as we're going through season three and making some changes, expanding the uh, roster of the different shows we have and stuff, I just want to start paying as much attention as possible to the people who actually take time out of their day to watch our show. So that's pretty important. Um, Bracken has had a ton of good ideas, so I'm pretty excited that we've been implementing those as well. That said, Bracken, I think that normally we go for an hour and a half, but again, without Matt and any real type of topic for the show. Um, I don't want to stretch it past its welcome. Does that make sense to you? 
Oh, definitely. Yo, Adrian, thank you so much for having me on. I do have to say I'm a little bit worried about Matt. He looked like he was kind of lost in the woods. <laughs> so if anybody knows where he is, you know, send him home, okay? It was it was weird having to sit in his little chair and getting his makeup put on, and uh, it, it I don't like it. So um, we need to have him in here. We need to have him back, find him. Let's send out the search party. Does anybody have any uh, bloodhounds? We could borrow them. Um, uh, maybe Matt wore these socks that I bought from the podcast. I don't know. Ooh, but we could, AM we could smell socks. and see if he could find them. I bet you out. haven't even worn this yet. Yeah, man. These are pristine. I love these socks. I keep them on my desk because they just look cool. They have that awesome yellow brick design. They got the toe patch, you know, so like when your toes are poking through, you know. They got the heel patch. I don't know why, but in case you don't know where your heel is supposed to go <laughs> in the sock, it tells you. You know, these socks are great. That being said, hookah merch, uh, AM hookah podcast merch, if you don't have some, that's how you guys can show your support beyond subscribing and, and tuning in. If you guys love the show, if you're on board, if you are an AM head, I don't even know. We're going to come up with a name for you guys. But if you guys are one of those people that we haven't come up with a name with, Check us out on our Teespring. If you don't know how to buy merch, it's easy. I'm going to do it right now. Exclamation point, merch. I'm going to put it in there. You're going to see it pop up. There might be a delay. That's going to show you how to buy merch. That supports the show. That helps us in any way possible. You know, like Adrian said, we don't make money off of it, but uh, programs and, and computer software sometimes cost money. So you can help us out. That said... We will be back next week with the normal roster for the podcast with Bracken doing the producer duties, as usual. Um, thanks, Captain Webbeard, for looking out for at chat for us. Um, if we didn't get to anyone's questions, I apologize. Um, it's definitely a little bit difficult because we're used to working on a like episode one went pretty well because we had a uh, game plan, but this one's been a little bit more um, off the cuff, just trying to make a show happen while we are depleted by one whole live member of the podcast that normally does an entire job that I'm not equipped to do that I'm trying to do. So we got through a podcast. Um, if it wasn't the most entertaining one, I'm not even going to apologize because we did our best. Also, thank you for watching. Don't tell us. Don't tell us. If you didn't like it, tell us you loved it. If you loved it, tell us you love it. And drop a like. We are gonna. We got 15 likes. But we don't have – do we have a Cap Wetbeard's like goal going on right now? We do. I, I'd like it at 20. But, again, this is something – like, that's actually – it involves some technology to have that up on screen that I don't fully understand what Matt's doing with. So – Yo, make it happen. Hit 20. Hit, hit the like button right now. If you haven't, do it. What are you doing with your life? Are you subscribed? Did you just stumble across the podcast? If you're if you're subscribed, then you know we're going live. If you didn't get the notification, that's because you didn't hit the bell icon, and that's your fault. I don't know what to say. Uh, hit the bell icon. Hit the subscribe button. Check us out on Facebook. We have an Instagram that we're pushing. Go follow us on Instagram for your daily hookah. That's uh, not the needs. format, Bracken. Here's how we do it. Here's how we do it. You ask me where you can find me on social. Adrian, where can the people find Oh, do you like hookah unboxings? On social videos media. in general hookah content. Check me out at the underscore no, it's just the it's just Pipe Dream Hookah. I was about to plug a different channel. Pipe Dream Hookah on YouTube. And um, some news about Pipe Dream Hookah and AM. Um, they are going to kind of be the same entity moving forward. Talk more about that on another episode. You might talk about it on Facebook. And then if you want hookah porn, I will go over to uh, the underscore pipe dream on Instagram or Twitter. And if you want to find us as a podcast, um, you can find us at the AM Hookah Podcast over on Where Is It Breck and Instagram and Twitter. And we got a Facebook group and we got a Facebook page.
go to the Instagram. Go follow our Instagram. We are making a push. We're going to post every day, and it's going to be some juicy content. It's going to be just very appealing. It's going to make you want to pack a bowl the minute you see it. And that's what I do over here I'm at gonna... the AM Hooper Podcast. So I've been keeping that up. But Matt, unfortunately, is a real adult with priorities. But he will, again, be back on Friday. Thank you guys so much for watching. I will see you guys. Um, honestly, I'll be seeing you Wednesday because I have to do the GameCast too. And then for our next episode of Technical Difficulties, Matt's going to be hosting. Make sure to pay attention to Technical Difficulties. That is on Friday. The timeline is going to be variable, but um, we'll make sure to let you know the day before, the day of what the time is going to be. It's always going to be in the nighttime, right around when we do the podcast, maybe a little later. But um, definitely check that out. And other than that, Bracken, I think that's it. And I think we can get out of here. I, I think we can, if as long as they know that the go come back on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Adrian's gonna be playing some games on Wednesday. I'm gonna be playing Enter the Gungeon, and I am not good at top down running guns. So you want to watch me die and get frustrated a lot? That's what we're gonna be doing. I'm gonna have six Red Bulls, and by God, I'm gonna have a heart attack. So what you're saying is there's a potential for a caffeine induced nicotine fueled. There rage is. There is exactly die. that. And. That sounds like some content I want to I want to I want to be uh, around a Anyway, I'm going to wrap this up like I do over on the Pipe Dream Hookah channel because Matt's not here and I get to do that. Thank you guys so much for watching and as always, happy smoking.